Hey guys, Pastor Travis here from Unity Church Magnolia. We are excited that you chose to listen to this podcast. We pray that it will bring you hope, peace, and encouragement for your journey with Christ. God bless you as you listen. Amen. So this morning, uh, I'm going to uh, begin uh, a couple of messages entitled The Carol of Christmas. The Carol of Christmas. And I I think I've watched a little too much Hallmark because, uh, you know, that straight up sounds like a Hallmark title movie, right? In fact, I think they have a Christmas Carol. It's just the lady's name is Carol in the movie. And so, uh, but the Carol of Christmas, we're going to have a little bit of fun with the messages uh, and there'll be some time for you to participate as well. And uh, we're just going to have a good time. So I want to begin this message with Psalms chapter 17, verse 7. Psalm 17, verse 7. So before I begin, let me ask this. This is a very important question here. How many of you have all of your Christmas shopping finished for the year? Raise your hand. Can we give the overachievers a hand this morning? Very nice, very nice. Now, let me ask a very important question. How many of you have all of your Christmas wrapping done for the year? Raise your hand. Did y'all see Amy? (laughs) Me, it's me. I knew it, I knew it. Okay. Uh, let's see, what's, what's something else here? Um, how many of you went Black Friday shopping? Raise your hand. Yeah? I even went Black Friday shopping this year on Thursday. I broke the rule. I went on Thursday. Can you believe it? The only reason I went is because we needed, I think it was toilet paper and a, uh, and a curtain rod. <laughs> and uh, so we waited until the crowds went down and went to Walmart on Thursday. So... Um, You know, Christmas is a fun season, and it can be a busy season, but our prayer for you from the staff of Unity is that it be a stress-free season, that it not be a time where we get all stressed out and anxiety and worry and everything's got to be perfect. Let's remember that Christ is truly the reason for the season. Can somebody say amen? Well, Psalm 17.7 is going to get us kicked off this morning, and it says, Show me the wonders of of your great love you who save by your right hand those who take refuge in you from their foes father we thank you for your word god we thank you that your word is alive and well within us this morning and god i pray that you speak to us through your word speak to our hearts change our lives in jesus name everybody said amen so let's look at this verse one more time before we move on Show me the wonders of your great love, you who save by your right hand, those who take refuge in you from their foes. So I'm going to ask the band to stop. All right. I need somebody to tell me which Christmas carol this verse refers to. Anybody know? I hear Silent Night. What is it? 
Okay, well, we're going to ask the band for some help this morning. Can you give me a chord here? Bam, that's it. Would you stand with me this morning? You're going to help me. You're going to help me illustrate this message real quickly. Somebody say, joy to the world. Susan, I have lyrics built into the message slide just for you. Would you give Susan a hand this morning? She's got to follow, follow along this morning here. All right, here we go. You ready? Give me a good chord. Joy. Nope, that is not it. Somebody help me. Joy to the world. Next verse. He rules the world with truth and makes the nations The glories of his righteousness. Here it is. Gonna do joy to the world. Here we go. Joy to the world. The Lord there you go. the world one more time he rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love and wonders of his love Can you give God praise this morning? It says, and wonders and wonders of his love. God, I thank you that your love is full of wonder. God, that your nature is full of wonder. And God, I pray that we will never, that you will never lose your wonder. When we think of you, God. Lord God, let us always be in amazement in you and who you are. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. One more time, give the worship team a hand. All right, you can be seated. Um, they didn't know we were going to do that until this morning, so I commend them. When you only do Christmas songs once a year, uh, you can get rusty, but I think they did a fantastic job. One more time, give them a hand. They deserve it. They literally had about three minutes to get that together this morning, so. I'm thankful for him. And wonders of his love. So this morning, our key verse was, you don't have to go to it, Susan, but I'll just read it. It says, show me the wonder of your great love. 
We want God to just, how many of you want God to just amaze you? Man, I love that we serve a God who's not predictable, and he doesn't always do things the same way. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, but what I find out is he does things differently all the time. His nature never changes, but his ways can come and go. Can somebody say amen? And wonders of his love. So here is the word wonder. In fact, I did a whole series on this a few years ago. It says, a feeling of amazement and admiration caused by something beautiful, remarkable, or unfamiliar. And so I know that God is, the Bible says that God is beautiful, right? That that when we behold God, he's full of beauty. We know that uh, God can cause a sense of admiration, he, that God is remarkable. How many of you would say God is remarkable? God is remarkable, and I love this word, unfamiliar. Unfamiliar. And so when I was thinking about this, I was like, God, I, you know, I don't like to think of you being unfamiliar. I want to be familiar with you. I want to know you more than I know myself. I want to know you more than I know my spouse. I want to, I want to be intimately close to the Holy Spirit. How about you? And so, but here's what I found out is that every good marriage, every good marriage survives because the spouses keep a sense of wonder. There's, there's always this little nugget that I find out about Pamela that I, I, I never knew. So we're constantly finding out more about each other. That's why the, the engagement period or the courting period or dating, whatever, uh, that period of a relationship is so much fun because you're constantly finding out something new about somebody. And it keeps that sense of wonder and that sense of amazement alive in a relationship. And I can promise you this, that God wants the same thing with you. He wants to, he likes to keep us guessing sometimes. You know, that's what the life of faith is about, is, is not knowing what to expect all the time, but being able to trust God anyway. Can somebody say amen? What I, whenever I think I've got God figured out, whenever I think I have it all figured out, and I'm like, this is the way God's going to do this, or this is what he's going to do in this situation, or you know what, I used to have this phrase, and I said, our theme statement for the year is I don't know anything. Because sometimes following God, that's what it feels like. God, do I know anything? Because I thought you were going to go right. I, I would have put my life savings on you going right, but you went left. But God keep, likes to keep a sense of wonder, and he likes to just do things to amaze us. You know, it never, it never ceases to amaze me how God blesses us all the time. I'm talking us collectively. He he. How many of you God just blesses all the time? I mean, it just seems like he's always doing something to bless you or your family or your loved ones, and, and, he, and he just does that. And you would think you would get used to it. We went through a season where it seemed like every time we went somewhere, we got something free, and it was just, it was just something that happened. It's just, uh, we're going we're gonna to give you this for free. And so we had the hashtag free stuff God. And during that season, it never got old. It never got old because you would go somewhere and it was like, bam, there it is. And, and you would think, and we would say this, you would think we would be used to this by now. But God always did it in a creative way. It was never in the same way. And it was just always kept that sense of amazement in our life. God wants to amaze you. Somebody say, I want to be amazed. 
There's a song, there's a song out there, uh, a worship song, and it says, Lord, I'm amazed by you. Lord, I'm amazed by you. I want to be amazed by the Holy Spirit. Is anybody with me this morning? You're quiet, man. It's like Christmas morning, and, and, and you didn't peek at your presence. You were a good boy or girl. You didn't peek, and, and there's this box, and you've, you've watched it set there all December long, and, and, and it's been wrapped, and there's a pretty bow on it, but you don't know what's inside, and Christmas morning finally comes. Now, I know we're adults, but I'm not the only one that likes to get gifts. I like gifts. Anybody like gifts? I like to receive. I like to give. I like gifts. And that box is sitting there, and you've been waiting all this time to open it, and you've had this, I wonder if it's this. Did you hear me? I wonder if it's this, or I wonder if it's that, or I wonder if it's the thing I've been wanting. Now, now I know I sound like a kid, but there must be some kid living in me because I'm like this now. And, and finally, the morning comes, and you get to unwrap it. And you're about to bust inside because you can't wait to see what's inside. Is anybody else like this? Okay, whew, because I was feeling awfully alone. God does that for us sometimes. Man, he just wants to, boom, bless you, bless you. How many wants to be amazed by God? As Christians, we should never lose, lose our sense of wonder. Bethel Music writes this song, May We Never Lose Our Wonder. May we never lose our wonder, wide-eyed and mystified. May we be just like a child, staring at the beauty of our King. Whenever I think about this, I think about John the Revelator, what he must have felt like whenever he was, God took him to heaven to see what was going on in the heavenly realms. And every time God did something, man, the elders and, and the creatures would fall down and, and they would say, Holy! Like it was the very first time. God, out of the mouth, out of his mouth, God would speak it. Holy! Wow. Sense of wonder. Can you imagine what John must have felt like? You see, I believe John had a, a perception of what God must have been like because, he, because you know, he... You know, Jesus is a man, the stories that he had been, been told, the stories that he witnessed with his very own eyes, the, the, he probably had an image of what God must have been like, but I can't imagine what he must have felt whenever he got to heaven and he saw fire coming out of his eyes, a double-edged sword coming out of his mouth. Man, this is the picture of the true God. This is the picture of a true God, you know, a, a valiant warrior riding on a white horse. I mean, come on, somebody. This, listen, I can't imagine the sense of wonder when John witnessed what was taking place in the heavenlies. So my prayer for you this Christmas is that we see God for who he really is, a God of power, a God of might, a God of authority, a God of wonder. Somebody say God of wonder. So God, number one, wanted to come at Christmas, the first Christmas, to show us the wonder of his love. You see, the, we have to consider the state that, that Israel was in, and we're going to look at this. But John 3.16 tells us this, for God so loved the world. 
I think God wanted to show us a sense of wonder because until then, we saw the Old Testament covenant, which said an eye for an eye, right? Uh, that, you know, you look, you do me wrong, something that's going to happen to you, right? And, and we saw punishment balanced with, with payment for, for the remission of sins and different things like that. And God said, okay, I'm going, to, I'm going to fulfill all of that stuff from the old covenant. And I'm going to say that even though the world hates me, even though the world wants nothing to do with me, even though the world blasphemes my name, even though the world, you know, treats me like, like dog, I'm, I, I so love the world that I'm going to give what's most precious to me as a gift to the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. So God wanted to show us, hey, I've got a love that goes beyond any love that, that you've ever known. I've got a love that far surpasses and transcends any natural form of love. A love that covers over a multitude of sins. A love that holds no record to wrongs. A love that goes beyond the average ordinary love. Listen, God wanted to amaze us with a level of love that says, this must be God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. So now he gives us the greatest gift. We hear the greatest story ever told, the greatest gift of his son, and not only the gift of his son, but the reward that comes from accepting the gift. Life more abundantly. So that we don't have to perish. He's saying, hey, I'm going to give you my son. And with that, you're going to get forgiveness of sins. You're going to get healing from your sicknesses and diseases. And with that, you're going to get a life that is more abundantly than you have ever known. And so God is wanting to amaze us and to show us the wonder of his love. Somebody say the wonder of his love. It goes on to say in the very next verse in John 3, 17, which we don't talk about very often. It says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. God is saying, I love the world so much. The one who spits in my face, the one who plucks my beard. And we're talking about good church people here. Mm -hmm. I said we're talking about good church people here. Plucking his beard, spitting his face. Shoving a crown of thorns on his head, man. I'm talking about the people that mocked him and accused him and betrayed him. Listen, the same people that did all that, God said, I love them so much that I sent my son to die on the cross, not to condemn them, not to say you shouldn't have done that, not to make them feel guilty, but to save the world through him. God wanted to amaze us and cause a sense of wonder by showing us his love. 1 Timothy 2.6 says this, Who gave himself as a ransom for all people. Who gave himself as a ransom for all people. The adulterer, can I, can, can I say this, the molester, the rapist, the pastor who falls, 
the homosexual. Somebody say all people. God said they're worth it. They're worth me paying my life as a ransom. Jesus said on the night that he was betrayed, before, before he was taken, he said, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me, but your will be done. Do you understand that that means that it was God the Father's will that his son died on the cross? God's will doesn't always mean what we want. God's will doesn't always mean what's easy. But when God sees that someone is worth it, he will pay the highest price. Somebody say, he paid the price for me. Somebody say, that's joy to the world. So number one, God wanted to show us the wonder of his love. Number two, the wonder of his grace. The wonder of his grace. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says this, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. That means my grace is all you need. My grace is enough to accomplish anything I've called you to do in this life. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Do you understand that God said, I'm going to send my son and I'm going to show you the wonder of my love and I'm going to, I'm going to forgive you for your sins. You don't have to pay anything. All you have to do is receive it. It's a free gift from God. And then I'm going to bestow my significant all-passing grace on your life that will cause you to be able to do anything that God's called you to do. He said, I'm going to empower you to overcome your weaknesses. This doesn't mean, oh, I'm going to boast that I'm a sinner. No. I, I, listen, I do, I do not like, there's a lot of hymns that I like, and I like to pull them out every now and then, right? But I could not stand hymns that talked about how bad a sinner we are. Oh, I'm a sinner just saved by grace. Bless God. You know, well, I'm always going to have this weakness. I'm always going to, no, he gave you grace to overcome your weaknesses. So, it's, so yes, man, I, look, I, I was blind, but now I can see. We're, we're saying I'm going to boast of the weakness that may be behind me, but I know that God has given me the grace to walk out my salvation and work out my salvation in fear and trembling. Listen, it is not a crutch. It is an empowerment to do all that God's called you to do and to live the life that God has called you to live. That's grace. Somebody say, thank God for his grace. Romans 6, 14 says this, For sin shall no longer be your master, because you are not under the law, but you are under grace. Come on. I don't have to be a slave to sin any longer. Sin is not my master. Yeah, I may have a temptation or I may have a weakness, but God has given me grace to overcome every weakness that is within me. The Bible says that my flesh is at war with my spirit, but I cannot tell you that the spirit of God has empowered you to win. Yeah, it's a struggle. It wasn't supposed to be easy. Jesus told his disciples, oh, you're going to experience way more many trials than these. You don't even know yet. 
It's going to be bad. You're going to be led to places you didn't even want to go. But listen, I'm telling you, it was never meant to be easy. But you have been equipped to be a victorious warrior who says, yes, I'm struggling. Yes, I haven't figured everything out yet. But I'm walking by his grace to overcome. We don't have to stay the way we were. We don't have to stay the way we were when God found us. We are being transformed into the image of Christ who's holy and set apart and far above. Listen, I'm telling you that God gave us grace so that we don't have to be a slave to sin any longer. In fact, John 1.16 says this, And from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. Upon grace. Upon grace. You need more grace? He's got it. Grace upon grace. Jesus gave all so that we could get all that we need to overcome in this world. Somebody say that's joy to the world. So number one, God wanted to show us the wonders of his love. Number two, the wonders of his grace. And number three, the wonders of God's kindness. He showed us love and he showed us his grace. And he also loves to show us just his kindness. Psalm 36 verse 7 says this, How precious is your loving kindness, O God. Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. Psalm 17 7 says this, Wondrously show your loving kindness, O Savior of those who take refuge at your right hand. From those who rise up against them. Psalm 63 verse 3 says this, Because of your loving kindness is better than life, my lips will praise you. How many of you, have, has God been kind to you? He just likes to show his kindness. You know why? Because he likes us. Did you know that? Look at somebody and say, God likes you. Look at somebody and say, he likes me too. Do you believe that? We do not serve an angry God. We don't serve a God who's looking to spank us and to whip us and to, and to beat us into submission. We serve a God who really likes us. He does better than most of us parents do. Because there's days I, 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 there's days I like my kids, and there's days I just love them. Does anybody understand the difference? I think it goes to a whole nother level when God says, hey, I love you. Because sometimes you love because you just got to love. You got to choose. I'm just going to love you today. Right? But that's a whole nother level when we think about how God likes us. He likes us. He likes us so much that he wants to spend eternity with us. I can't think of many people. Now, listen, I'm going to be real with you. I like a lot of people. But there's nobody that I want to be with just all the time. I'm talking about all the time. Look, we, we've got five kids. Pamela married me, and, and she knew that I'm needy. I'm needy. The kids are needy. Everybody's needy. Pamela just likes going to the bathroom. Why? Because she can lock the door. And most days, she locks the door, and, and that little click is a signal to kids. Oh. I need something. Mom, I know you're in there. Mom, hey, Mom, 
I need a flat iron. Hey, mom, I need lunch money. Hey, mom, I just need a minute. There's nobody I want to spend every moment with, but God likes you enough that says, I want to spend every waking moment with you. I want to spend eternity with you so much that I sent my son so that we could be together forever. Woo! There's times where Pamela don't want to be around me, and I know that's hard to believe. I understand. I mean, you may be saying, now, Pastor, don't be lying, but there, but there's... I, I just got to use it as an illustration. There's moments where she doesn't want to be around me. There's moments where she says, baby, you just need to go to bed. You grouchy. Did you skip lunch? Because you grouchy, right? There's not many people you want to spend every moment with, but God wants to spend every moment with you. Somebody say he likes me. Okay. S- Steve Hanalong wrote this, and if you don't know who that is, there was, a, there was a band in the 80s and 90s called The Choir, and uh, they weren't very good. And, um, and they, didn't, they weren't very successful. But he wrote this song that says, God of wonders beyond our galaxy, you are holy, holy. The universe declares your majesty, you are holy, you are holy. Now, Mac Powell from Third Day picked up the song, and they, they did the song on a live album, and the song became a huge hit, and worship teams all over the world began to sing this song, God of Wonders, Beyond Our Galaxy, You're Holy. Now, now you know, Mac Powell's like, the God of Wonders, Beyond Our Galaxy. You know, I mean, he, he's got that voice, you know, Mac Powell voice, and uh, he's went country now, but God save his soul. And... Um, but uh, but it, it's an amazing, it's really an awesome song. It's an awesome song. How many of you know that song? You, you know that song? All right, if you know it, I'm going to get you to help me sing it. It goes, the God of wonders beyond our galaxy, you are holy, holy. The universe declares your majesty. You are holy, holy. One more time, the God of wonders. The God of wonders beyond our galaxy. You are holy, holy. The universe declares your majesty. You are holy. Holy God, we're thankful that you're a God of wonders. God, I thank you that you're a God of mystery. God, I think, thank you that you showed us the wonders of your love, the wonders of your grace, and the wonders of your kindness that says, even though I don't deserve it, you still like to do good for me and my family. God, we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. One last verse this morning, Matthew 7, verse 11, says this, if the worship team would come. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good to those who ask him? Can somebody stand up and give God praise for his loving kindness this morning? Come on, just give him praise this morning. 
Somebody shout joy to the world. Can I tell you that being a Christian at Christmas should be one of the funniest, or not funniest, one of the, it can be funny too, one of the funnest things you ever do. Just being, being a child of God, man, because it reminds us that we are celebrating the gift of a newborn Savior that God gave to the world, and God gives good gifts to those who ask Him. And so today, God, uh, stand in your presence before your people, and God, I pray that you just sing gifts of wonder and amazement. God, I pray that we will be amazed by you this Christmas. God, I pray that what you do, Lord God, will just blow our minds. Father, Lord God, that we will see you in everything. God, whether we're at a restaurant, at a store, at church, at school, whatever we're doing, God, I pray you amaze your people this Christmas. Because you're the God of wonders. I pray you send a sense of wonder, God. I pray even on the darkest days that we sense the wonder of your love wrapping around us, God. God, I pray that we sense the wonders of your grace that's empowering us, God. There's some that have been struggling with sin for so long, God. I pray that this will be the Christmas of deliverance in the name of Jesus. Grace upon grace to overcome the things that hold us back. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that we sense the wonders of your kindness. God, that says, even though we don't deserve it, even though we were sinners, even though we fail you all the time, you like to give good gifts just because we are your kids. We're the sheep of your pasture. God, I pray in Jesus' name that you will just bestow wonder upon your people. God, I pray that things will happen. Things will happen. I'll speak it into existence today. That things will happen to make us step back and say, whoa. That must have been God. Whoa, look at God. And Lord, I pray that we will use our mouths, that we will use our mouths to give you glory for everything that takes place. In the name of Jesus, God, we say, have your way in Jesus' name. Everybody shouted, amen. Can somebody give him praise this morning? Hey, guys, Pastor Travis here with you again. I pray that you were encouraged by today's message. Also, I would like to invite you to check out our website at ucmagnolia.com. There you can see what's going on at the church and you can give online and be a part of what God is doing right here in Magnolia and around the world. Also, we would like to invite you to join us in worship on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. God bless you and we hope to see you soon.